Hello and welcome to the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on WOZO Radio 103.9 LP FM right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Today is Sunday, December. Um, no, it's not. It's January 17th, <laughs> 2021. I'll catch up. Yeah. I'm Larry Rhodes, or Doubter5, and as usual, we have our co-host, Wombat, on the phone with us. Hello, Wombat. Dun, 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 dun. That's it. Mm, okay. I do recognize it. I can't name it, but I recognize it. And our guests today are Chad, Dread Pirate Higgs, Arr. George 1 and George 2, and Boudreaux. Welcome all. Digital Free Thought Radio Hour is a talk radio show about atheism, free thought, rational thought, humanism, and the sciences. And conversely, we'll also talk about religion, religious faiths, gods, holy books, and superstition. And if you get the feeling that you're the only non-believer in Knoxville, well, you're just not. There are several atheist, free-thinking, and rationalist groups that exist right here in Knoxville, and we'll be telling you how you can connect with them right after the mid-show break. Also, did you know that there was a streaming call-in atheist video show broadcasting here in Knoxville? It has been for over 10 years. Did you know that one, Beth? Uh, I thought the Emmys already happened, but okay, fine. That's yeah, great. Have, uh, Ryan Seacrest is hosting or something? I'm, I'm no, really looking really forward to it. No, yeah. no, wrong channel. Let's go, <laughs> let's go Queen's Gambit. Come on. We'll tell you more about how you can find it uh, after the mid-show break. If you'd like to interact with us during the show, go to Facebook and do a search for Digital Free Thought Radio Hour and post a message there and we'll see it and respond. Uh, what's the topic today, Wombat? We're going to be talking about some free speech today and how all of you guys are violating and stepping on my rights. But before we no, get into that, let's it. get into our uh, weekly invocation from our own Dread Pirate Hicks. All right. Guard his true self did reveal. Avoid all go- false gods with zeal. He made one mistake. All the others are fake. But gave us no hint which is real. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Hey, I want to go to what some of the uh, most exciting times of this you know, weekly get-together. And I want to know how everybody's doing. Dread Pirate, you had so much on your list from last week. You had a court case. You got classes coming up. You're in Canada. <laughs> What's going on with you? How are you doing? I, I'm managing pretty good. Um, I have a meeting uh, Tuesday with uh, uh, a prominent uh, retired lawyer um, who we've met a couple of times with respect to the, the court case. I've got my milk stool argument uh, well conceived and well built. So good. I think it's a slam dunk. Um, just as long as the uh, the judge is, is open to uh, hearing reason right. as opposed to uh, whatever the Human Rights Tribunal is trying to pass uh, as uh, a good argument. Uh, class, right now I've only got uh, one person signed up, um, but, uh, you know, like all things, most things happen in the, uh, in the 11th hour. Yeah. Uh, of course, I am looking for, I think I posted that on the SCE channel, uh, looking for some uh, 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 creator picks uh, for sure, SCE sure. arguments so that yep. I can uh, feature those in the in the class. So, You're asking That's, for best hits of SE content producers. Yes. You can show them in the class. Yes. You have access to all my stuff, but I can give you some links to whatever yeah. what stand yeah. out to you. It saves me yeah. scouring because I like them all. So. Yeah, yeah. 
Plus, we've been doing it for years now, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, Buffalo, it's good to see you again. How you been yeah. doing? How you been holding nice. up? Have you vaccinated? <laughs> I am vaccinated. Nice, nice. I'm a little nice. bit, I'm a little bit uh, uh, I have some feelings about that. That is, I promised myself that I would wait until all of the K through 12 teachers were vaccinated before I would take a vaccine. But of course, the circumstances surrounding the vaccination is are, are changing constantly. And and our university decided to do what apparently everybody's going to do now and just try to vaccine everybody and not subdivide folks because it seems to be slowing things down. Sure. So I got the invitation uh, actually from my daughter. Eric's wife made me aware of the fact that it was sitting on my email and um, signed up and got her done. Good. Good to hear it. In Kentucky, you're doing a great job getting everybody vaccinated. I mean, it's not just Buffalo. It's Eric himself, too, right? Is that accurate? Yeah. Yep. My wife and I are vaccinated. Uh, and the same same reason, even even more, maybe more guilt attached for me. Uh, I, I, I really didn't want it until, you know, uh, people. Did you get vaccination uh, one and two or just one so far? Uh, just the just the one. It, it was Wednesday. So, I mean, we're not even a week. My, my Sure. Shoulder feels or my arm feels fine now, but first couple of days it was pretty sore, like a flu shot. Hmm. Dealing with it okay? If you have any side effects or anything? None whatsoever for me. Well, I was ready for it though. I was. Yeah. I would have. I would have <laughs> smiled through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah. put it in my tongue. I'll be fine with it. Yeah. Right. Thank you, science. Uh, but Kentucky's fifty hey. percent. I think among we're like among the eight states that have actually used fifty percent of their doses. Just great. Nice. It's great. Yeah. Use them. Uh, George, how you been holding up? Oh, pretty good. Um, I am signed up to get the uh, uh, vaccination and I'm actually on two different lists, but one of them, I have an, an actual appointment. And um, so it's going to be a drive by, you know, I'm, I'm going to go. Nice. My arm, hang, my arm sure. hanging out the window to the city park. <laughs> yeah, I've seen and, that. And um, after I get the second vaccination, I am determined to go to Walmart. And when I pass somebody who's not wearing a mask, I'm going to lower my mask and cough. <laughs> cough in their faces. No, what you should do is lower their mask and cough. No, on their no, mask. We oh, do no I, that's a call to action. I'm not. I'll take that back. I take that back. No, thank, really you, thank you, thank you, Larry. I take. <laughs> <laughs> moving on, moving on. Chad the Impaler. It's been forever. Look how big his arms are. He's been flipping houses this whole time. Oh, they're huge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm great. I'm great. Uh, yet to be vaccinated, although here in Kentucky. So it seems like the University of Kentucky is doing a better job than the state of Kentucky. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, we among the common folk um, are, are not as vaccinated, I think, as, as some of the others. I, I could be wrong about that. Yeah. So I'll give props to the university and uh, I guess, yeah, props where it's deserved. But uh, there's a long way to go. I don't know how many millions of people we have here in Kentucky. And you said, Eric, that there were, uh, what, 50 percent of the vaccines that were available have been distributed. Do we know how, what's the total number of that, though? Yeah, I don't I don't know the number, but just just knowing that like most states are on 30 percent employment. Um, yeah. And, and I will say. Just pro- hmm? what, it, what impresses me is that West Virginia is the best of all. Uh, apparently, they've they've got they've used all of their vaccine and the governor there are 
He's a Republican governor, and, yeah. and he uh, established a program that I think is called uh, uh, STW, Save Our or Save the Wisdom. And he he decided that it's old folks that that are suffering the most from it. So they went out and actively make sure they went to all various different places in the state and got all the older people vaccinated. Wow, that's very and good. So they're, they're keeping up with the uh, the use mm-hmm. of the vaccine they have very well. Very good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think in those I think in those communities and this this could be generalizing um, in these Appalachian communities, there are patriarchs and matriarchs that are still in play. They, they rely heavily. I think a lot of the, at least the families that I know that, that live or that have come from that area, Appalachia, seems like it's usually matriarchies. It seems like the, the older gentlemen die before the ladies do. And they're left with these old grandmas and memaws that they have to keep alive. And, and they're really holding some of these families together. Yeah. yeah oh, good. Yeah. That's a good move. Yep. And when it's brought to them, they use it. Yep. Yeah. Good. Daughter five. How you been last week since last week? Oh, just fine. Um, I haven't signed up any list for a vaccine. I'm 70 years old, so I always think I'd probably want be one of the first vaccinated. But I depend on the VW, I'm sorry, the VA, <coughs> excuse me, the Veterans Administration to contact me and sign me up and get me on it. But they have not done that yet. So I'm going to mm. have to be proactive starting Monday and call them up and say, hey, what's what? Gives? Absolutely. Absolutely. Get in there. Better wait till Tuesday. Uh, I have uh, signed up myself. Why? I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. Martin Luther King Day. Oh, do we have oh, another holiday coming oh. up? Okay, I got to yeah. thank guys gotcha. for helping me out. Monday. Okay, thanks for helping me out with that. Those yeah. always sneak up on me, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I did sign up for my vaccine. I'm looking forward to hopefully getting it, but uh, because I'm young, I won't. I'm likely not to be getting it until third quarter of this year. That said, I'm also fortunate enough to work at a place where we make incredible filtration media. And so I've been um, uh, <laughs> inundated with like, oh, this mask is really nice. 95% resistance, but the, res- the permeability could be a little bit better. Let's, let, this, is, uh-huh. this is an N95 mask, but can we make the resistance a little bit lower? I'm a little spoiled with my breathability. I want to work out with this on. And so you're just tweaking stuff all the time. You're just like, yeah, put some more nanofibers on that. It's, it's been fun. Guys, free speech is a beautiful thing. Or it's a terrible thing, but it's definitely something that we're going to be talking about. The reason why I want to bring it up was uh, as of last week, Trump can no longer go on Twitter. His Instagram has been canceled. His Snapchat's been closed. His YouTube's been taken, <laughs> taken off the Internet. And that's just the, 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 the small tip of the iceberg. As he was being impeached, we had an unprecedented silence from the president, uh, our chief in state. And what was interesting was after he had his first time to talk about uh, what had happened, instead of saying, yeah, I'm sorry, you know, I did these things or showing some sort of accountability. His main issues that he wanted to bring up was his free speech violations in terms of being banned by big tech. And so what I want to do is there's there's a really good discussion here because there's a lot of parallels between that and saying like, hey, you can pray in, in school. Now you can't do mandatory prayers in school. And people used to complain that was a free speech issue. What is free speech? How are we violating it? Is these people who are decrying um, their free speech being um, taken away? Are they accurate or not? And maybe we can just start with just the definition of free speech. I know, George, you like definitions. George, what do you mean? What do you think I mean by free speech? Okay, as I 
understand the constitutional guarantees or lack thereof, um, the Bill of Rights in the United States pertains to what the government can do or not do, mm -hmm. and not private parties or corporations. So uh, my interpretation of this, I think, is pretty open and shut. Um, uh, Facebook, for instance, is completely within their rights to shut anybody down who they feel like. They are not the government. The other, the other matter I want to address is this. Uh, we have a tradition that you don't cry fire in a crowded theater. And I would add to that, you do not have the right to incite somebody else to a violent action. I hear you. I hear that. Yeah, so there's limitations okay. there. But uh, let's see. Chad, would you mind weighing in on what you mean or what do you think I mean by free speech or what the general public thinks they mean by free speech? Well, <clears throat> the general public, I'm not quite sure. I, I think that uh, it's incredibly important for us to be really careful about this. Uh, of course, the government can't, the government's not allowed to stop us um, from speaking freely, dissent, I don't know, John Adams, something like that, second president. Mm -hmm. There was some There was some dissent, and I believe he made it illegal to speak out against the president. That's changed, um, and it should have changed. This is, I guess, why we have the amendment. Um, so the government can't come down on people, but are they allowed to tell private organizations that they have to provide a platform for um, those that they disagree with? So th well. the law in, in the word doesn't talk about private organizations, as I understand it. Um, but I think it's important to when people practice law, they talk about practicing law because the, the spirit of the law is actually something. And I think the spirit of the amendment is something that we're going to be talking about uh, over the, the coming years. I don't necessarily. Uh, well, I think we'll also be talking about whether or not platforms like Facebook and Twitter are considered utilities. And we're going to likely have to have some government oversight over these um, over these platforms so that we can make sure that if if this is a platform, a single entity is not able to disenfranchise a group of people uh, from their speech. Now, you know, you're free to go somewhere else and start your own platform, uh, which was tried by, I think, some of the more right-leaning folks, and that platform was shut down. It was denied sure. by Apple and, I believe, uh, Amazon. Google, Google. Amazon. Yeah, we don't have to go over its name, though. Right, it's yeah. So, so, yeah, all that stuff was shut down. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I'm really I, I hate seeing anyone being denied the right to speak because I think the poor, the poorest among us who have nothing have the right to speak. And sure. if we deny them platforms, we're disenfranchising them. I think we just need to be really careful and not, not, not get gather up too much of our own hubris and, and praise ourselves for shutting down what half the country sees as a tyrant and maybe right. even more than half of the country sees as someone who's incited some pretty serious violence. Right. I'll stop. Boudreaux, you want to fill on that? Your best buddy just talked. <laughs> uh, well, I, I kind of want to go back where you, how you set this up, um, which is kind of defining the, the term. Sure. Um, and and uh, I'm no expert in this field, but I, I kind of take it to mean the right 
to say whatever you want as long as it doesn't infringe on other people's rights. And, and I think that's where the nuance comes in here. I mean, you can say whatever you want. In fact, on campus, there's a free speech area. You sure. Can go yeah, and, we were there. We were there. Um, right. And people people go there and say things that I very <laughs> yes, much they disagree do. with. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, but they have that right. And that's and that's OK. And I, uh, I I actually see some of this. The chat's talking about this this uh, cancel culture type of behavior where someone will go and preach at the free speech area on campus. Sure. And then you'll have some. Uh, you, typically, it's a gay rights group come out there and, and shout louder and get in his face and surround him and put signs up and block his camera. And, sure. you know, it's like, well, I'm yes, but we got to we got to be careful here. Uh, again, I think this whole thing is nuanced and um, I'm, I'm really curious what the conversation is going to be about deplatforming people um, because it's it's a it sets a crazy precedent that sure. I mean. The second that it happens to us, all of a sudden now it's bad. Yeah, that, yeah. there's there's that too. Uh, I want to hear from Dread, Buffalo, and Doubter Five next. So, Dread, how about you? Where, how do you feel about this? What do you defines free speech and the topic and the co- general conversation today? Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with the with the definitions already given. Um, I'll add, sort of anecdotally, that I'm sort of still in the midst of a bit of a cancer culture campaign by someone that uh, disagreed with uh, a post I made on uh, a Facebook channel um, who had to try uh, had to um, had tried to have my license revoked from my real estate broker who had to try who had tried to have me um, kicked off a foundation that I work for and uh, it's just been making my my public life here in this small town um something of a of a headache um and i've taken to fighting fighting back now uh you know to the point of uh, civil um uh, civil proceedings so uh i get it i mean you know uh, cancel culture is is so freaking hostile and um and it's nasty and i and it's and it's horrible to see that people who you walk past in other, other situations are have the ability to do this, to be that kind of person, to be that mean, um, and to uh, you know treat people that disagree with them with uh, such anger and hostility. It's mm-hmm. it's really nasty. What's cancel culture mean? Yeah. What are all these hip terms you're talking about, Dread? We aren't down with your jazz. <laughs> well, <laughs> cancel culture is essentially is is trying to erase someone from public. I mean, to you know, to go after me and my job, to go after me and my my public image, uh, based on something that someone can't even have the decency to have, uh, you know, a, a debate with me in public or debate in private. It's sure. rather than rather than try to solve a disagreement or address a, a difference of an opinion, it's just we're going for the juggler, man, and yeah. uh, we're taking you down no matter what. And Dread, that's, that's what cancel culture yeah. is. A lot of bad homonym attacks. And I do want to head into George's perspective on free speech while we still got time. George, how do you, uh, Buffalo, what do you feel free speech is and what do you think of the general tone of the conversation so far? Uh, yeah, it's a uh... 
to me, it's a, it's a very sticky issue. Um, but I, I'd just like to uh, speak to the cancel culture aspect, which I think we used to call Machiavellian character assassination. Uh, and that, that somehow that has to be dealt with. Um, but I guess overall, I'm waiting to see what happens uh, when the issue of whether or not <clears throat> Twitter and uh, Facebook and so forth have the right to simply cancel out a group and how that's going to be handled in Washington by the Congress uh, or is it going to be a stalemate for years to come? It, it, it's a very sticky issue. Um, How about just on free speech? What do you think free speech is? I think free speech is within the limits of not damaging somebody else saying what you think. Hmm. Hmm. And, and the having the right not damaging to someone else. But how do you right define the, the limits of, of damaging somebody else is the sticky issue. Yeah, that's a that's a sticky issue. It's a sticky uh, watermelon. What do you, <laughs> when you get that watermelon? You're like, oh, this is sticky. Should I put it in the bag? I don't know. I can always wash it at home. Is it on discount? That or five. I want to hear what you think on free speech, because I can see I can feel yeah. you ruminating from over here. Yeah. <laughs> can you see the steam coming off my head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, uh, Trump was given every opportunity to use uh his media and he used it extensively for four years it's when they started when he started calling for seditious acts and uh revolt against the country is when they put a stop to it and dropped him uh, as a client um first of all these are corporations that are doing it these are privately owned uh, or publicly dealt corporations and as of the most recent laws they corporations are people and they have their own rights so you know, you can't get on there and one, it's a call to action when you tell people to go storm the Capitol. Two, it's an action against the government. Uh, they have every right to drop this guy from from their platform or do away with the platform altogether if they want to. Hmm. Sure. Uh, it's not an issue of free speech. Um, if, if they were given other people platforms to do things like that, but not given him platform to do things like that, then it would be discrimination. Uh, but that's not the case either. So sure. we have to uh, pull back from that. We have to realize that he doesn't have any special rights in that area. He's just a citizen as well. He is just a citizen as well. With I'd like the to... ability to address the nation, should he choose to, which would likely be covered heavily. Yeah. I want to weigh in myself and then we, let's do roundtables to figure out like how we're all going to settle on this. In my opinion, it's kind of cut and dry. Um, like Eric says, there's free speech areas. You can, you can give a, you can say whatever you want in a free speech area. You can say whatever you want, you know, outside, but my bathroom, you are not allowed to go into my bathroom and say whatever you want. That's where I cut the lines. And if you say <laughs> you're violating my free speech by not letting me get into your bathroom tie and give this speech about iguanas, it's like, you don't have, you, it's my bathroom. <laughs> you can't be in here. And that's how I feel about the same way with like Twitter. It's like, Hey, that's some guy's bathroom. And like, he's been nice to, you know, some guy for like the last four years and he has a terms of policy and it's a TOS that he made with his own team of lawyers. There's things you can and can't say on Twitter. And if you violate those terms and conditions, you are kicked off the platform. It's not, it's not an ambiguous thing. It's a cut and dry contract. And I feel like when you have someone who is, inciting violence as we had seen just last week that's a call to action for people to say we need to hold someone accountable 
this is the person that did this. What's the best course of action and what kind of conduct yeah. do we want to set as an example for the other people who share this platform? Because if we let this slide, the next person who says really sed either seditious things or really violent or hateful things against people of color or, or, or women or things like that, they get to slide by because we just let some guy <laughs> inside a bunch of people to storm the, the nation's capital. One last point, one last point. Uh, I think also we, we, we elect people to represent all of America, not just, not just private groups or small sections of America. And I feel like what was being said by the president, particularly towards the point where it was already obvious he was losing the election was not in the benefit of all Americans and was in fact just benefit to himself. And I feel like at that point we have to start asking ourselves, is the person that we were putting that we have in charge who is voicing his opinion to the public is what he's saying harmful beyond just the violence that we saw last week, but in terms of like our nation's national security and our ability to conduct ourselves with reason and respect on a, on a daily basis or is that actually going to be hurtful and i think at that point it's okay to pull the plug on someone who's actively working out of our mutual interest or, or mutual benefit doubter five you want to say something oh just a quick thing that uh, Go for it. uh we do have laws against some types of free speech like liability um yeah on not liable, liable, not liability, liable. Uh, and one of the things that uh, Trump has opened himself up to is when he called, um, well, it was a private conversation, but he did uh, eventually go public with it, is that when he called the, the Georgia uh, certification uh, administration, yeah, and oh, yeah. accused him of, of malfeasance, and accused him of, of not uh, properly vetting his job, that's liable. Yeah, and, also uh, threatening he, him with legal action if exactly. they didn't find the vote. And he has, he has recourse. He has legal recourse. He can take him to court and, on a private lawsuit and maybe even a, a state lawsuit to, to challenge him on that and maybe get punitive damages from it. I do want to add, I think Chad has a good point in the idea of, well, it's, it's okay to draw the line here but it's a slippery slope on both sides, right? Most things tend to be. And what do you do when there's a big interest that doesn't want to hear what you want to say? And I think in we can point at Google, YouTube, and and Twitter and say these guys worked in co and it, cooperatively to stop one voice. <clears throat> but we can see very similar things happening with like religion, on the ideas of like even vaccinations, even really honestly, but like evolution, how women's rights, uh, uh, should churches and states be separated? If that's the case, why do we have clergy in the Senate? <laughs> why do we, like things like this. And I feel like the voices that are like, hey, church state separation, we shouldn't have, you know, our elected officials be, you know, peddling more or less false hope on a weekly basis for tithe money. Uh, I say that kind of hardcore, but it's, it's, it's the fact of the matter. I also say like, hey, um, Small voices like, you know, secular points of views tend to be drowned out by big religion in the same sense that people can complain about big tech. Like, I think there's cre there's a credence to the implication that we can easily this this silencing or cancel culture can easily be used for bad as well as good. And I think that's something we should be aware of. And what can we do to get out of that? And like it's decrying free speech the the best way to go about it um 
I actually have some time. Chad, I'm going to throw something out at you. I'd like to see if you can maybe uh, address that. Do you think there's parallels between what we had seen with big tech and maybe like big religion? And like, how would we go about addressing that on, in an honest conversation? It's difficult. I think everybody should um, maybe skip a cup of coffee in the morning and actually sit down and, and speak to each other since we're talking about speech uh, without bringing baggage to the table. Um, the parallels between what big tech and uh, has done and what um, the, the religion, the, the religion argument, I think big they're thought. there. Yeah. Big thought. Sure. Hmm. Um, but you know, I, I, this, there's, a, there's something that just keeps repeating in the back of my head. And I feel like if I don't say it, it's going to just chew up my mind. It's, I feel like I have the right to hear these people. Uh, so I I feel like it's almost an infringement on my right to not be able to hear some of these dissenting opinions. Um, now, I, I don't agree with what Trump did. I am not a Trump supporter. Um, I'm even less of a supporter of what he's done at the Capitol or what he did at the Capitol. But man, uh, go try to find what he said. You know, I should be allowed to make my own decisions about what is good and what isn't good information. And if we're telling people that they, we know what's best for you to hear, well, you can't be trusted with this information. Uh, that's, that's where I think we need to draw the line. So to tell someone that they um, can't practice religion or non-religion um, because they couldn't, possibly your little mind can't possibly grasp the importance of what information we hold. We're going to have to make these decisions for you. Um, I, I just, I hate that. I hate it. Uh, I feel like I should be able to usher my consciousness around as I see fit to the one sure. shot I get at this life. And I don't want anyone in my way and I won't get in anyone else's way if I can help it. Can I, uh, can I throw something about, out? Uh, George, let me uh, get ready for the break. I want to throw out one thing. Um, Chad, I'd love to talk about this more in the second half of the show. Uh, something I'd like for us to ruminate during the break is um, the difference between uh, the idea of here's a platform that you have to agree to the terms of service before you even join. There's a little box that even President Trump has to click before he's allowed to post anything on there. So there's a, there's a compromise of rules of engagement beforehand to, before you join the platform. Whereas with a religious section, it's we are going to tell you how to raise your kid. We are going to tell you how this baby's going to be um, born. We'll tell you whether or not you could have sex or not and what kind of sex you should have. Like before this kid's even raised in this family, religion's already there and deciding and making points and saying you should have this. You shouldn't have this. And there's no consent to begin with. I feel like those are I feel like those might be radically different. Institutions. And, and what we might be blaming Twitter for, we should be really directing towards religion because I feel like we walk into a Twitter situation with consent, whereas with religion, we don't have that. Maybe that's something we consider. Larry, why don't you take us out? We're at the bottom of the half hour. Sure. This is the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on WZO Radio 103.9 LPFM right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. And we'll be right back after this short break. Hell, hell, I want to go to hell. It seems a really fun place to play. But I got to do what's right and do it every day. If I want to go to hell someday. Oh, hell, I want to go to hell. So I got to do what mom and dad said. I got to love my neighbor even if they are gay. So I can go to hell someday. Oh, hell, I want to go to hell. 
he's going to Hades. Woody Allen, obviously, because he's a Jew. Also, Princess Di, Mother Teresa, too. Washington and Jefferson, and don't forget Lincoln. I can tell you now that their souls are Hello, and welcome back to the second half of the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. I'm Dowder Five, and we're on WZO Radio 103.9 LPFM, right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, with us today on the show are Wombat, um, Boudreaux, Chad, Dread Pirate Higgs, and George One and George Two, or Buffalo, as we call them. Uh, where do we want to pick up there, Wombat? So we're going over latest purchases on Amazon, and I got a lot of really cool things. I even got myself a really, really nice tiny little fan, and it's such a fan! What a fan, what a fan, what a fan, what a mighty good fan! What a mighty, what a mighty, mighty good fan. Hey, guess what? We're going over listener feedback today. Uh, We got a lot of comments on last week's show, which was called Done with Trump's Gaslighting. And we're going to go over some of them today. Feel free to leave a comment. We'll go over them on next week's show. Uh, Addison369 says, hey, gaslighting, by the way, is done with the intent to make the victim feel less confident or more confused and therefore be less of a challenge or easier to control for the gaslighter. Just FYI. And I think we can see some examples of that. There's definitely... Um, a history of news editorialism that's become more prevalent and has made people a bit more skeptical of what our leaders are are saying or makes it harder for people to get true information. And that's always been an issue, especially since, you know, 24 hour news has been around. Uh, Ashley Williams says, lol, I love the ending guys. Thank you. Keep, keep it up. (laughs) Thank you, Ashley. Uh, Comparative reasoning says, hey, that was a great episode. At the opening, I was a little annoyed with the talk about uh, the DC coupe. I think it's I think that I think the overlooked thing was that it was more of privileged versus privileged in D in DC. I see this coupe as people more or less trying to do the right thing, but for the wrong reasons. And that for it made it not well at all. What do you think about the coupe attempt being mainly privileged versus the non-privileged? And is if, if this comment is good enough, I will make a video where I scream, where is the love, where is the love, where is the love? <laughs> yes, I know where that song came from. It was a highly political and social commentary song that sadly led to nothing beyond head nodding. Uh, well, you know what? Elephant was a jam. <laughs> Still either way. And I think uh, it's always cool to have songs that aren't love songs. It's just, you know, spice it up. But what I what I think generally about the coupe is uh, there was the idea of, hey, you know, compared to the summer protests where where there were peaceful protesters in, in Lafayette Park saying, hey, our lives matter. We're being subjugated by the government. And the government responded with, you know, intimidation tactics with helicopters flying over them, um, National Guard troops being out, uh, pe- pepper sprayed with, you know, you know, uh, rubber bullets, arrests, zip ties, and then flip to, to flip just last week. And you have 30,000 white people storming the Capitol and there's officers taking selfies with them on the first floor where they're chasing black officers or Capitol police officers up flights of stairs, just two upward floors above that. Um, they're helping people out of the building. They're escorting them down the stairs. There's just a very big disparity between how people are treated based on how they look in America. And I feel like if anything, this coup has been a magnifying glass on what's already been an issue with us in terms of like international outcrying of like, Hey, we call ourselves number one, but that's only if you look a certain way. And if you, if, when you live here, and I think it's, I think it's an important thing to consider. Um, just going over the last comment we got from Data's trading room. 
hmm, if the president has the power to use the military to take over the country and the law allows for this, then you guys are toying with fire. I hear this before every U.S. presidential election. If something can happen, it will happen sooner or later unless people can prevent it. Um, we can probably lead off with this. I think uh, the idea of if we have a guy who's willing to post things on Twitter, well, how long will it be before we have a guy that uses more established um, red tape and, and means of power to, in, in, to enact their power? Because we were lucky that Trump did not have military support, but he could have easily been a bit more persuasive, a bit more suave and use back channels instead of, you know, this public platform to try to maintain his power and then we would have been in real big problems because that actually does happen in the world you can look at venezuela you can look at many other successful dictatorships who would never take a chapter from trump's book but who trump has taken many chapters from other people's books and just was not as successful george i want i want to weigh on you go ahead and say the thing you were trying to say beforehand and then what do you think of the idea of like you know was the ban a good thing or not a good thing on on social medias what, well, so I, I think what we're going to find from this is um, some legal definitions to hmm. to apply to social media platforms because we've never had them before. You know, hmm. we have we have the question, and this has come up already in other contexts. Is Facebook, for instance, a common carrier, or are they a publisher? And my answer to that would be they are neither. You know, there has to be a third category created for this type of a platform. You know, I think in my own case, I view Facebook as a de facto common carrier because it is an essential factor of society now. If I want you say that even though you don't even have a Facebook account, you're I'm okay. We're on radio. I'm not going to say a certain word. Um, George is very anti Facebook. He's like, don't don't put me on that Facebook. Forget about it. I am anti surveillance, and Uh, Facebook is a surveillance business. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that Facebook account for that reason. I have worked in high tech, and I know how easy it is for a you know for a website to to um, adopt a surveillance methodology on its users. And so I'm very sensitive to this. And for me, to not be on Facebook is to be isolated. It's to be uh, expunged from the culture around me. So I've paid a very dear price for this. I would say Facebook is a de facto common carrier. But let me me go on to my second issue here, which had to do with what Chad said about uh, free speech and being unable to to hear opposing voices. And, you know, um, I brought up earlier the fact that uh, inciting somebody else toward violence is an abuse of free speech and should not be permitted. Uh, Chad wants to hear those voices, I think. And um, so this brings up the libertarian perspective on this, Mm. which is go ahead, let everybody say whatever the hell they want to and sue their ass later on if they blow it. And this is this is the method of the Southern Poverty Law Center. And they have brought successful civil court cases against fascists who have incited violence and you know, made them responsible for their words. Um, they've they've drained the bank 
fake accounts of some mm. very bad fascist people. They've been successful. So that's the other route. Who's we're going to say see. it's the wrong one. Okay. They've I'm also gonna... been unsuccessful too. They they've gone after the wrong people, like Majid Nawaz, um, Southern Poverty Law Center went after him, and he ended up suing them and winning because yeah, they were trying to call him a bigot. And he's ex-Muslim. Yeah. Or Chad, go ahead and weigh in on this. I want to hear what you want to say. Um, yeah, I think I I probably. When I say those things that I was saying earlier, I was, it was really just a word of caution. It was tread, tread lightly. This is not something that we want to just say, yeah, hurrah, let's, mm. let's get rid of as much of this free speech as possible. Because I think Rogan just had the former head of the ACLU on, and he was talking about this exact thing. Uh, and I agreed with much of what he said. I haven't listened to the entire podcast. It's over on Spotify. Go get it. It's fun. It's good. Um, but what you've got to be careful with is yes, you, you, you may be successful in silencing these people that are saying the things that you hate. Um, but we flip flop. This is this, this country is constantly in a power struggle and the people that are in power flip flop quite a bit and you don't want to be on the crap end of that stick. You know, we, we create, these horrible things and we wind up becoming victims of them on occasion. And sure. we just have to be careful. That's all. And I do, I do want to hear dissenting opinion. I do not want to be in a silo. I cannot parse. I, I cannot make sense of a situation with limited data and I need more data. I need to know why when, when I see people acting the way they acted um, at the Capitol and just before the Capitol, when they were all gathered, I want to know why we're able to whip people up like that. I don't sure. want to push them underground where they become more dangerous. I want to see it. I want to know who these people are, not a list. I'm not asking for a list. I want to talk to these people. I want a list of them. <laughs> I want a list of those guys. I'm terrified of lists because Chad, I don't want to end up on one. I want them to get arrested. I think that was definitely something that, like, you know, for every military member of my family who I sacrificed, agree. got shot, died, I think it, they deserve to be recorded. I, but I, I would agree. say this. Every one of them. Chad, this is a question for you. I'm wondering, uh, have you given thought about what was mentioned in the first half of the show in the idea of if I come to a platform with an agreement with what the platform's rules are, for example, if I said, hey, I have a cookie, if you take this cookie off this plate, I won't let you, we can't play basketball anymore. And there's like, well, I have free rights to cookies and you eat the cookie. I'm like, you just ate the cookie. You can't play basketball with me. It's like, oh, right. that's a violation of who I can right. play basketball with. It's like, no, we had this agreement ahead of time. Yeah. We broke it and we can't play basketball anymore. Yeah, Versus, the, only, the only problem, like the, oh, go ahead, sorry. Versus like the religious mindset where it's like, I'm taking everybody's cookies. I'm taking 10% of your cookie, your cookie, your cookie, and you don't have a say so. Like I've already got your grandparents, I got your parents, and I got you. Yeah. I feel yeah. like there's a difference there. And there, there is, there is. I don't yeah, want I, the implication to be Twitter and Google and Amazon on a throne said, we don't like this guy and we're going to take him off. It's, it's very clear what their agreements are and their TOSs is. And it's mm -hmm. very extraordinary the event that happened that allowed that to happen for four years. They were fine making money off of the ads that he was bringing by having people funnel to his site and, and subscribers. But when the Capitol got attacked, they said that is an obvious violation of what we had set up as a contract. 
And I, I think agree. we can look at this list in black and white, see he breaks it and cut terms with this person as we yeah. would anyone who would do the same thing. There's the, there's the rub. Just as long as we're making sure we're doing it with everyone that makes the violation. Uh, sure. That's that we're going to exercise it. Th- we're going we're going to put these laws in place so that we can choose to exercise our authority. Oh, when we want to. Um, now, I, I want to interject done. here. It needs to be done. I'll, and I'll just say one last thing. If Barack Obama had probably incited the government, he <laughs> we would have handled this way faster. So I think it's an obvious thing that in my head, I'm wondering why did this take so long? Because I can point at many other things that Trump had said and be like, this is a, a violation of your terms of service. Right. Please get right. rid of this guy. Right. But here, here's where I, here's where my argument of I, I, mean, need, I, break I in. need the right yeah. to hear. Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, what I wanted to say about terms of service, again, this comes back to whether these platforms are common carriers or not, or publishers for me. When I first got internet service was in 1996, and I was working for the telephone company. They provided very good service in the office, so I signed up for my internet carrier with them. And the terms of service said that I was not allowed to say anything bad about the telephone company. My my carrier. That's crazy. My internet provider was right there in the terms of service. They could they could cancel my account if I did. You can't. And I have no pirated software. That's part of terms of service. Well, yeah. if What's they that? cancel your account, then you yeah. have legal recourse, I guess. Uh, it may be in the contract, but you can challenge the contract and take it uh, to court to invalidate it because sure. it's it's in, it's in violation of your free speech. Sure. That's probably why that doesn't occur now uh, to the same extent. Yeah. yeah. I once uh, applied for a job. As a matter of fact, I've seen this on more than one employment application. This is at the bottom of a three-page application where you've already done all of this work to fill out all these apps. And it's hard work. It's, it's not easy stuff to do. And you get to the bottom of it and says, by signing this application, you, you agree to give up your uh, right to a jury trial. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. It says, and you agreed to a third party arbitration. But I mean, you're giving up a basic right and they're just asking you to, but it's a condition of employment. Now you could take that to court and say, you know, they don't have the right to, to ask me to do that, but who's going to do it? I mean, especially the, the low echelon people who are needing a job. Yeah, it's an attempt to intimidate. Yeah, it is. It really is. I also think it's a good point. I'm going to go to Dredd and George, but like the idea of, if we all had $10 in our pockets and just $10 in our pockets, mm-hmm. then yes, everyone should be able to say whatever they want, whenever they want to, or maybe if that's could be the case. But when you have billionaires and people who aren't billionaires in the same world, then we obviously have different volumes that we can all speak at. And at that point, what's really the best way to go about making sure the people who have the most money and will continue to have the most money don't speak for us. Like how do we keep, make sure the Joe Rogan's, don't incept our opinions of the world because they just have the largest microphone compared to what we might have. We all have nuanced worth hearing uh, and I can agree with it's it's important to hear dissenting opinions. All right. 
Data Five, what, what you want to well, talk Well, yeah. Uh, I started to say, don't get me started on the cash basis of of justice in America. But sure. I, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, now, one of the most recent problems that they or laws that they've enacted at uh, the Capitol is that after this insurrection, you know, they, they passed a rule saying that. Uh, if you bring a gun into the chamber, you know, we're talking about even lawmakers now, uh, sure, they, sure. the first offense will be $5,000 fine. The second offense will be $10,000 fine. Half of the people who serve in, in uh, Congress are millionaires. You know, this is a fine that's going to affect some some of them, very few of them. But, you know, it's just a slap on the wrist. It's, it's not hardly even yeah. that. Uh, they don't care. They're going to carry that gun in there uh, against the rules, against the law, you know, and, and pay the fine. Who cares? But uh, poor people or people who are just barely squeaking by cannot afford to do that. So their, lot, their right to do that has been infringed, where the millionaires' rights have not been infringed hardly at all. Buffalo, back on free speech. What do you, what do you think about what we've been talking about? Yeah, I today? think this is the basis of a lot of our problems. Dark money. Dark money. money. <laughs> I thought that was a Swedish guy, like dark money. Jane Mayer, and she talks about uh, well, she talks about the uh, Coke Foundations, all two hundred and fifty nine of them that exist, uh, that are nonprofit organizations and pay no taxes, but write uh, legislature write bills to and pass them around to state legislators to to uh, determine what they want uh, and and they've got the money to back it up uh, hmm. uh, Edelman's gone now but and one of the Koch brothers is gone but we still have one more of them uh, so it's these people that have the the clout and and, and uh, basically uh, have a lot to do with money and justice in this in this country in my opinion I, I want to bring up some salient points. We still have some time. So how about this? Um, I, the Bill of Rights, in my opinion, is a document that protects us from the government. It gives us rights so that we don't have to have repercussions from the government. It's not a tool for the government to say we should have more rights to do what we want against private companies, which because we are the private company. We are the people that make businesses. And it's an easy thing to forget especially when there's a disproportionate amount of people in, in positions of power that might look like, like white men. It's an easy thing to forget that. But if you don't look like them, if you don't look like the government that you know, controls your life, it's a very, very poignant thing to always remember that your interests are, need to be protected and you should be aware of them because when the government wants those interests or tries to twist those interests into a narrative that protects them against you, that's a problem because that's not what the Bill of Rights are for. That's not what free speech is for. It's for people, not the government. And so if a person of government says, this is a violation of my free right, I should be able to do this. Like you're the president of the United States, <laughs> you're Congress, you already have the limitations. We can decide what we want and we give you the power to, to rule over us. It's not the other way around. Um, what, let's see, Chad, what do you think about that? We'll just go. Chad, you like to go long? Let's go for it. I like to go long, too. <laughs> I'm uh, well, you first. yeah. Yeah. So the rights, um, I, I think the government protects us from each other. Um, and we we make things like corporations and, and entities, and we're protected from uh, all of these powerful groups. We're protected down to the level of the individual. 
Uh, so I think I am folk. I focus generally on the power in the hands of the individual. Earlier you were talking about um, platforms and how in, at least I, I read it like it was uh, important to you that even the smallest person would have the same amount of voice, even though they don't in this country. And I think the internet and as much as I, uh, I have trouble with some social media, not platform specific. I think we as a species weren't ready for this, but I think <laughs> I really don't. I, 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 I think it's important to protect everyone's right down to the individual and not break up into groups because never has the individual had more ability or more power uh, over their own voice and where it goes and how many people can hear that voice. And I think it's, it's time to pull some of that power back away from the groups and, and ensure that our government doesn't infringe on our right to be loud, outspoken individuals. Sure, it's fine to break up into groups. That, that's one thing we're able to do because of social media. But understand that you are still an individual and you have your rights and the rights are given to you as an individual. Cool. Boudreau. Can, can I underscore a point that you were trying to make, Wombat, to, to Chad's, what Chad's statement there? Um, yes, the individual, this, the, everything you're saying makes perfect sense. But when that individual is operating as uh, the president of the United States, that we're no longer talking about an individual. Now we're talking about someone who was hired, elected to do a job. And, and, and that's where I think this, the, the, the argument falls apart. It's, it's a president doing it. It's not an individual. He's just acting like an individual. Mm. Or I don't disagree. Yeah, yeah. I don't disagree. The, the president Guys, has a lot more platform than I will ever have. Yeah, it's very rare you can be blocked on Twitter and then to be like, I, I got 14 other news media outlets. They'll, they'll carry this video for me. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, I do want to wrap up. I think we had a really good conversation. This is so good, man. I wish... I, I wish I could talk to you guys for so much longer than uh-huh. we did. Maybe we'll do some off time, but uh, Chad, you need to come back. You were great. You really do need to come back for sure. Buffalo. We love to have you back too. What was that book? You mind plugging that book one more time? Dark money. Whenever I oh, see Dark it, money by Jane Mayer, by who Jane talks Mayer. about the history of uh, big money in this country, all the way through to how they write legislature, legis- uh, write bills and literally pass them on sometimes to be used verbatim hmm. uh, in state legislatures around the country. And it's all based upon uh, protection of uh, uh, protection of individuals or politicians and, and being successful in their primaries and, and that whole thing. Very cool. It's, it's really quite good. Nice. Joy Parrot, where can we find your stuff at? So uh, I broadcast this uh, every Sunday morning. For me, it starts at 8 a.m. PST, uh, and uh, we do the whole hour live. Uh, we had, uh, well, we had four viewers today, so that, that's hey, kind of nice. Great. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. What are you talking about? Um, that's that's you can find that more than we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Loma has been pretty good. He's, he comes on quite regularly. What's and uh, Data's Trading Room, he's been on too. Um, but you can find me uh, on YouTube at uh, Mind Pirate, M-I-N-D-P-Y-R-A-T-E. And uh, since we we're, since uh, uh, George there plugged a book, I'd want to plug this book. It's uh, it's called Empire of Illusion, 
The End of Literacy and the Triumph of Spectacle by Chris Hedges. Um, so I can mm. always put that in the chat. George, you got anything you want to plug? I do not. Totally fine. <laughs> Eric, do you got any music? I'll make a little plug at the end. I'll make a little plug at the very end of the show. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. Woodrow, you got any music you want to uh, recommend for anybody to listen to? Well, I, we're putting the finishing touches on a original song that I'm uh, working on with a buddy. He's actually writing it for his, his terminally ill wife. Um, and uh, I, I played bass on it, and we got all that recorded. He's got it, and I'm just doing the drums now. And it's, it's nice. tough because it's punk rock. And I'm going to get in trouble on the comments uh, for calling Majid Nawaz an ex-Muslim. I know it. Apologies. I misspoke. So It's fine. Chad, we welcome fire. We can handle it. Atheists <laughs> right. don't burn. We all yeah. know that. Uh, Chad the Impaler, do you have a recommendation for tips for people who want to flip a home? What's the best way? <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Uh, yeah, this is taking a lot longer than I anticipated. <laughs> vet your contractors and then vet them again and have mm. at least three, have a bench at least three contractors deep or be ready to um, eat up all or much of your profit. Uh, that I, I've spent a lot of time waiting uh, for contractors to call me or show up, and it's brutal. This house I'm doing is right next door, so it's it's difficult for me to not just go over there and try to do it all, and it's overwhelming. It's too much. So no, no, that just just don't do it. And uh, I did I did also want to mention that uh, Boudreau and I are we we've made it a a solemn vow to finally mm-hmm. kick off our own uh, series of podcasts uh, which we're going to record another one right after this yeah so, i give you a boom, mic coming soon. recommendation yeah like yeah i hope yeah the, i hope the mic turns out well okay yeah. so i'm let's chat on youtube you can find me on youtube uh larry why don't you take us out okay my own content is on digitalfreethought.com you can find our blog there the radio show archives uh atheist songs many articles on the subject of atheism my book is called atheism what's it all about it's available on amazon if you have questions for the show, send them to askanatheist at knoxvilleatheist.org, and we'll answer them on future shows. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. This has been Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. Remember, everybody is going to somebody else's hell. The time to worry about it is when they prove that heavens and hells and souls are real. Until then, don't worry about it. Enjoy your life. And we'll see you next week at 7 o'clock on WOZO Radio in Knoxville. Take care, everybody. Say bye-bye. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. See you. Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. Simply the best.